boys. <laughs> Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. I'm joined by Martin Duffy. How's it going, Martin? Good. Good, Chad. Thank you very much. I was, I was told that I needed to interview you, specifically by the Blonde Brothers. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. So they're the ones that put you on the spot. Yeah. I'm glad they, they let me go and make one round through the Galena Whiskey Festival before I'm interviewed. <laughs> Luckily, I have incredible stamina and a resistance to alcohol that's almost superhuman. That is that is lucky for everybody. Yes. We can't say the same about a lot of people that have stopped by the table so far. No. <laughs> so what do you do? So I am the uh, North American brand representative for Glencairn Crystal. Okay. The creators of the iconic uh, whiskey glass. That everybody, once they recognize it, once they see it, they know it. They don't always put the name to the glass, but yeah. That is a glass. Awesome glass. Yes. I've got one of those from Smooth Ambler. It's amazing. All of them are amazing, Chad. <laughs> Not just the Smooth Ambler. God bless them. I beg to differ. Yeah. But, right. uh. <laughs> oh, kissing up to a little John Little, are we? I have to. I'm right in front of the Blood Brothers. I'm, I'm oh going to see God. him in a couple months, so. He's a good man. Yeah. Good man. Rough. <laughs> He's rough? Rough around the edges. Hewn, <laughs> rough hewn. Virginia boy. Yeah. Is that Virginia or West Virginia? West Virginia. West Virginia. Close rougher. enough. Yeah, that's rough. He's a Duke fan, though. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> so, what is the first pour of whiskey you ever had? The first pour of whiskey? Yeah. Wow. That's going way back. I mean, way back. I mean, I, I will admit I was not, I wasn't even a big drinker until my late 20s. I'm now in my early 80s. Um, you look good for your age. Thank you. Mostly preserved. I sleep <laughs> in a large jar of alcohol every night. Um, the, um, the original, the first whiskey I probably had was when I was a kid, my mother was a, and my mom was a nurse, but she still went with a lot of the old tried and true, you know, um, uh, home remedies. So if we had a cold, she made a pitcher of hot toddies. And it was typically with Irish whiskey, and I want to say Jameson. Most likely it was Jameson. Um, I was sick. So I wasn't really in on the making of it. But, man, I was definitely part of drinking it. Best part of getting sick. Almost <laughs> look forward to getting sick every winter because that was great. You had to drink an entire pitcher and then climb under the covers and sweat it all out. It <laughs> anybody who doubts it, try it. And a lot of it. Don't do one glass. A whole pitcher of it. Amazing. So your advice is to sweat it out. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then later on, I mean, 
I drank like an idiot as a teenager and a, but I mean, when I say that, I meant I drank a lot of sickening sweet drinks. I remember drinking a lot of whiskey sours mm-hmm. in high school and you know, those are the one drink that you can always get. Those and Amaretto Stone Sours, you can always get at weddings. So I always drink those. What's a Stone Sour? I don't I think know if I've had that one. I go out, started doing Jack and Coke, and the Coke was too sweet. So I switched to Jack and 7-Up. And then I discovered Manhattans. And bourbon was my thing. And then somewhere in the mid-90s, the 1890s, <laughs> mind you, um, I uh, I discovered Springbank 21-year-old, yeah. and it opened a whole new door as far as Scotch whiskey. Fantastic. So, so, is that your favorite pour you've ever had? I'm sorry, is that what? Favorite pour you ever had? It's a, it's a pour that's very dear to me, because it really turned me on to a whole new category of whiskey. Um, it was fantastic. Um... And I do seek it out, but I don't know if I'll ever have that same experience. Yeah. Nothing like your first time. Yeah, exactly. You always remember your first That's time. Right. My first. <laughs> so what's the best pour you've ever had? Wow. And don't just say Blonde Brothers because they're sitting here. Well, those guys make, it's liquid sex. It really is. It's sex in a bottle. And if you haven't had it, you should come out to Galena, and believe me, you go to the distillery, it's like a big liquid orgy. <laughs> liquid orgy. <laughs> That's but, definitely the first time I've heard that analogy. That's so true. Um, I don't know. Best pour, I mean, there's so many. I mean, my, the beauty of my job, um, both now and before, I was, uh, I was a master of whiskey for Diageo for 14 years. Uh, that job and, and working for Glen Karen has afforded me an opportunity to travel not only the country but the globe, uh, trying various whiskeys. There's a lot of great whiskey out there. Yeah, there's a lot of not so great whiskey, but there's a lot of lot of great whiskey. I I don't think I could ever nail down just one. Okay, as being the best. So I think anybody does probably hasn't had as much whiskey as they think. But normally people just give something whatever. I mean, I've got a, probably a top 20 of whiskeys at my best. That that's what I go with. But, you know, it's everybody has their own answer for that question. Sort of I like guess. whatever your first pour is. I mean, I know there's certain go-tos that I have, you know, especially when I'm traveling. Um... You know, because you're, a lot of times I might be drinking at a hotel bar, and a hotel bar is not going to have an eclectic group of whiskey. But, you know, if I see Johnny Walker Black, uh, Bushmills, uh, Blackbush from Bushmills, uh, Blantons, typically you'll see those out there. And uh, those are the ones I gravitate to. But at the same time, if I'm traveling in a different part of the country and a place happens to carry a lot of the local stuff, those are the ones I'm going to try. And you always find a, a diamond in the rough. There's some, you know, 
I'm trying to even think just regionally. I was out in Denver recently, uh, back in October. Freaking amazing whiskey. Here's one. Colorado whiskey, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, there's some really good stuff being made out there. I was, uh, I've gone up for the last couple of years, I've been going up to Victoria. They have a whiskey festival up there in British Columbia. And you think, oh, Canadian whiskey has a really bad reputation. No. It, you, you think Canadian whiskey is not good or subpar? You have not tried a lot of the Canadian whiskey. Unfortunately, a lot of the really, 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 really good stuff hasn't made its way down into the U.S. yet. Some amazing stuff. And even some of the big guys. Hiram Walker uh, has been making a lot of really, really good whiskey lately. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like someone asking me, what's your favorite Hollywood starlet? Who thinks the sexiest? <laughs> It's way too many. Sorry. So what did you what did you do for Di- Diageo? I was a senior master of whiskey. So I started off as a brand ambassador for Johnny Walker and the Classic Malts. Did that part-time for about seven years. After seven years, they made us full-time. Then they brought on Bullet Bourbon, Crown Royal, uh, eventually Diageo. Purchased Bushmills. That's all right. Before they sold it again. Uh, George Dickel, Tennessee whiskey. So I, I, I covered about 11 states representing those whiskeys. So that was fun. Oh, no. Is this working? Is this still working? Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you very much. What was That's your true. Um, yeah, It was one of my little proud moments. So when I worked for Diageo, you know, they have a marketing code that you have to follow. And you got to pass things through them. Well, I came up with a little saying for Dickel that I didn't think they would like. So it was, I would make t-shirts kind of, I think, it, I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking it's the statute's gone. I can't be prosecuted now. But I would make these t-shirts that said, if all you know is Jack, you don't know Dickel. <laughs> That was mine. And at one point, it was the best-selling T-shirt at, uh, eventually, Diageo got wind of it, and they liked it. Uh, and they uh, sold the T-shirts down at the distillery as the best-selling item they had. Interesting. Then someone new came in and decided, uh, Too we can't do that. We don't want to piss off the folks at Jack Daniels. Of course not. Um, uh, but Robert, uh, the guy from Twilight, Robert Patterson, Patterson, yeah. he was spotted wearing my shirt. Sweet. How cool was that? That That's was pretty nice. awesome. So, uh, were you involved with the uh, the uh, Lost Barrel series they came out with? No, the Orphan Barrels? Yeah. No, that happened after I left. Okay. I left at the end of 2010. Um, and the orphan barrels were cool. They were key. You know, it was funny. I had just visited Stitzelweller um, the year prior uh, to me leaving. And um, I knew that they had a lot of great old barrels just Stashed. sitting in there. Well, the question was, what are you going to do? And 
Now it's all hush hush. Nobody will talk about it. And lo and behold, the orphan barrels. Yeah. Which, obviously, if you've tasted a lot of them, I'm assuming you have. Yeah. A lot of hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, but still, fascinating, cool. There's a I cool mean, concept. If, if anything, I mean, wonderful packaging. True. Um, and cool history. Yeah. Uh, be cool if they're a little more transparent. Of course. That's like that with a lot of brands, though. Transparency is a little bit outdated. Yeah. So you work for Glen Karen now. Yeah, since 2014. I've known the family since they first launched the glass about 20 years ago. I met them at the whiskey uh, events, and we got along famously. I used to go over and visit them over in Scotland. Um, is that where they're based out of? Yeah. So Glencairn is the studio's based right outside of Glasgow in a small little village called East Kilbride. And um, we had uh, a great relationship. And then when you know, I was floating around between gigs, they needed somebody in North America, especially somebody who had been in the whiskey industry, who might have some connections. And um, they asked me, hey, would you like to come on board and represent us? And been doing it ever since. And it's been great. I mean, it's really wonderful working for a family-owned company. Because you talk, right? I'm talking, you know, and I have a problem. Yeah. I go right to the top. That's it. And you get to come to all these cool events. That's true. <laughs> Lots of whiskey. I mean, if there was, if you made, I got like something like $100,000 for every whiskey event I went to, I'd be a very wealthy man. <laughs> or maybe you'd get a million dollars for every whiskey event. I'd be even a wealthier man. That'd be so cool. Well, at least you get to go to them. I do. I do. And it's fascinating. And, you know, because of it, you get to know all these guys. Um, you get to know all the distillers. You get to go visit their distilleries, see what they're doing, see what they're doing differently. Uh, I don't know if it's something, anything Mike or Matt told you, but um, part of uh, another fellow I know, is, uh, he is an old, old friend. We've known each other probably 20 odd years. Is uh, Dave Schmier. Dave started Redemption Rye uh, before he sold it. Now he has uh, Deadwood Bourbon, the Ambassador, the Sender, all these sourced whiskeys that he puts together. But he does a wonderful job. And he's, he is everybody, anybody who says anything bad about sourced whiskey. Hasn't tried Dave's stuff. Yeah. Because what he does with them, how he blends them, I mean, that's the real key to it. Anybody can buy whiskey, but be able to blend it, fat it, uh, he does a great job. Anyways, Dave also, about 12, 13 years ago, started a thing called the Indie Spirit Expo. Mm -hmm. And I convinced him in 2011 to bring it to Chicago. We started together the Chicago Independent Spirit Expo. A little different in that he and I were doing it together. His Indie Spirit Expos in New York, New Orleans, and Vegas are all just him. But this we did together. 
and the Glencairn job and the traveling around gave me an opportunity to be able to help a lot of these brands come into Illinois and into Chicago mm-hmm. so they could actually pour at the show. Yeah, I've seen that event before, yeah. It's a good time. I mean, it really is. And it's I've stepped back from it as of last year. Uh, my niece, Jamie Duffy, has taken over my position, so she works with Dave. But the show was great this past year. Didn't miss uh, a beat. It was really, really good. Nice. All right, well, we've got about 15 minutes, so do you have anything to say in closing? Wait, got only 15 minutes left? No, uh, 15 minutes of recording. I could say, I could say a lot. <laughs> Want, give me 15 minutes. Yeah, everybody have a good time. Remember, drink responsibly. Remember <laughs> the old Scottish uh, saying, every time you have whiskey, have water. <laughs> and every time you have water, have whiskey. That's a good closing oh, statement. Oh, by Glen Karen. <laughs> Glencaren.co.uk. Thank you very much. Get in touch with uh, Martin if you need anything. All right, well, until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.